Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. the show text bobby v on the ups jobs text line at 437-9680 you'll want to be with us for the next break summer samba is coming up one of my favorites uh um just i'm, I'm very very digging that uh and i'm having a brain lock what's the name of the woman who does it she does the shows every friday live friday and saturday she's korean this is terrible I can't. You know, you have no excuse. You're half my age. What the hell are you doing? No, no, no. Because I know her name, and I think it's the same number of syllables. That's why it's in my head. But my answer is going to sound very racist because in my head it's Kodasenka, the pitcher. Oh no, that's close. The pitcher for the Mets. Yeah, but it's close. And it, I know, I know, I know. I'm not saying. No, no, you're right. It's they, they help prime the pump. That's it what is. I'm saying. It's the same. It's. Two syllables, first name, one syllable, it's last It's not really name. her name. I read it means something in Korean. She doesn't give you a real name, and it stands for that. And she's brilliant. She's a brilliant pianist. I know, and, and so it's good. driving me nuts. Oh, man. Her name is Sanga. Will... Sanga Nuna. Sanga Nuna. There we go. Phew, thank God. But yeah. seriously, you helped me. Yeah, okay, all right. So cool. you're going to have her doing uh, uh, Summer Samba coming up, and trust me, we may play that deep into the song, because uh, that is fantastic. It's it's also called so nice. That's the other name for it. But it's it, the people refer to it as so nice. But it's it's uh, summer sa- uh, samba is really the the uh, oh my god she she does this is the my, my favorite song she does fantastic this? she does a free show every Friday and Saturday she started doing it during COVID because she couldn't make a living she was playing in a bunch of good piano bars in the Washington D.C. area. She's, she's another one of those women I just admire so much. She's an attractive girl, which is nice, but she's a brilliant pianist. She also has her pilot's license. She just, oh, by the way, decided to get a pilot's license. Moved no with deal. her family from here in South Korea. Went to Texas for some inexplicable reason. That I don't know. I don't know her bio. And then moved to, to the Washington, D.C. area. And now she's back playing in the piano clubs and everything. But she keeps doing this thing on Friday and Saturday where you can request songs and, you know, people make donations, for lack of a better word. It's like a tip jar at the piano. And she does very well she's got a great way about her a great sense of humor and um she's really really very good she sings sometimes she just plays plays every uh, type of music there is and um we we watch her somewhat regularly friday and uh, saturday nights and if you miss it it's it's 
posted as a, you know, uh, a, 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 not a blog, but uh, it, there's a video post. You can find it on YouTube. You can find her there. So, but she's very good. So that, um, I'm actually looking forward to getting to the next commercial break. Uh, I love that song. Sanganuna. Sanganuna. Okay, cool. So I wasn't ridiculous. No, no. That's, Sanga. Yeah, right. no. That was that. I'm telling you, if you hadn't said that, I never would have have uh, come up with uh, with it. You we, should see Sanganuna's forkball too. No, yeah. she doesn't. Do that. I wouldn't put it past her. She strikes me as one of those. Like, you want me to learn to pitch? Sure. You know, come back in about a month and she's pitching from Double A somewhere in, <laughs> in Maryland. Um, that was, by the way, Manja de Carnival. Okay, don't know who that is. No, by I, I don't know Bossa Nova. Okay. Well, who is Boston Nova? Is it a style or it's a is style it... of music? Okay, like samba and you know. Oh, see, I thought it was an artist. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, that's why it's. I don't know what to do for a race because the only ones coming up in a very short time are European harness races, and I can't for the life of me figure out how far they're running. I mean, obviously this is not right, but it says like they're playing here. It says it's a trot coming up at Toulouse. In France, and it says 2,750 miles. Now, I don't think that's right. That would be a long race. They would run, would take months. That can't be it. That would so be interesting. Maybe two miles, two, I don't know, 750. Jeanette's friend lives near Toulouse. In Toulouse? Well, maybe she's in the race. Um, but Just had an adorable little baby. Here's another one, Vincennes. Vincennes has a, a race going off. But, I mean, it's not a good day for racing. I, it's just a slow day. Uh, the ones that are racing are at night. By and large, uh, Louisiana Downs goes off in a minute, so that's no good. Um, I don't think we'll we'll have well enough time to do that. Um, the other ones are all tonight, and then the other ones are in Gulfstream goes off at four. Uh, oh, that'd be fun! Italy harness racing in Italy. Oh, they finished unfortunately. I was going to say that's the answer. What yeah, are we even doing? One mile. I mean, you know, nobody knows. I, we could find the replay. We could play a replay. <laughs> just not tell them which race it is on the card. You just have to pick a number. <laughs> so basically, it's historical racing machine. Yeah, it's a historical. Let's do that. It's an historical racing. Let's see if it works. I got to see if it'll work first, and then uh, uh, um, I will see if we can do that. That would be fun because hey, it's in Italy. I don't. I think we should give oh. not only a haircut but maybe some provolone. This is terrible. I what well, I don't know. Who I like, what stereotype I want the announcer to sound more like. You know, like Italian American, like, oh, he's just doing Here, that the whole see. time. This is not the race we're going to use, but let's see if he's in English or it's in Italian. From the outside, uh, Danielone. Inside the Muraglio P. Between the horses. Uh, <laughs> I'm oh, so man. digging how, this guy. How are we not? Wait, this is spectacular. Muraglio P is a second now. Oh, my God. He sounds like Mickey, uh, Mickey Cass. Sounds like his grandpa. Before Daniel no, no. Abu. Oh, Around the turn. I want to hear the stretch run from this Matto. one. Let's see. He's in uh, control. He's now, in control. Into the back stretch, Muraglio P. He's moving and, uh, on the outside, and uh, Burayo P. This is quality. P in front, Del Monica Matto is second, Danielone racing third, Daniel Vu followed uh, fourth by the rail, and uh, Caio Titus Bond uh, is moving. Uh, oh, I'm so digging this guy. Now, Burayo P is. I don't mean to be rude, but a lot of the other European outside, tracks, like they'll have a, an English announcer who speaks like kind of perfect English. He's Second like, on the outside, uh, if anything, he sounds British. Six, uh, this guy inside clearly English is not his first language. Matto. No. 
Turtle. Multi On the outside uh, is... Uh, All right, well, we want to get to the stretch run. Where's this? Oh, my one. God, this race goes for like a year. All right, let's see. Here we go. Oh, that's the replay. Okay, thank God. It's like, how long are they running this thing? Here we go. This should be a stretch run. Come on. Come on, get into the stretch. We want to hear the guy make the stretch call. Nah, I'm sorry. I did. It's, it's oh, what'd you do? I don't know. I think I think the race wasn't nearly as long as I thought it was, and so when I fast, oh, there it is. Yeah, okay, here we go. fight back on the outside. There we go. They're coming for home, baby. There we go. Buraio P and the Caio Titus Bond. Danielone is trying to close the gap. They're turning for home. Buraio P inside. Caio Titus Bond on the outside. Danielone take a seat second. Outside is trying This is in Florence. Daniel Abu around the turn. Caio Titus Bond has taken over. Buraio P is tired. But on the outside is going well. Daniel Abu. <laughs> I don't, know oh, why I don't know why I'm loving this so much, but I am. A different category. Titus Bond is clear and is the winner. Nine, seven, four. There you go. And he gave you the numbers to boost. This guy's perfect. That was so, awesome. So, so, so what race are we going to do? Well, I can't give the numbers because then people just go online and look it up. Right. It's going to be a race in Italy. It's all I'm telling you. And there's going to be, um, let's see how many horses are going to be in this race. There are going to be uh, one. Oh, wow. Whoa. Hello. That's too many. There's 17 horses. They have 17 horses in a harness race? That seems kind of ridiculous. How about this one? No, that's the one we just listened to, so that would give that away. Uh, how about this one? All right, let's do this, Nick. Let's do it. No, that one's a one to nine shot. We don't want that. Oh, you wouldn't know which one is the one to nine shot. That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, just. Pick. Oh, this is a good one. This is a good one. There's, there's 10 horses. Beautiful. So give Perfect. me one through 10. One through 10. I'm not telling you which race it is, but we're going to have that spectacular announcer make the call for us. And, uh, and the prize is truly going to be a free haircut. And, haircuts, and I'll get some provolone. Oh, absolutely. And, yeah. and a half a pound of provolone. A half pound of provolone. Sliced thin. <laughs> Sliced thin. That'll be your prize on the V pick, show. Pick me up a half a pound while you're there, will you? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're there. It's not asking too much. Just, uh, I got you. I got get, you. Get me a little provolone. Oh, that's fantastic. So numbers one through ten. I'm not even giving you odds. You got no idea. I'm just telling you, bet all the numbers because... Um, uh, I don't know who wins, and it's a long field. I don't. I don't know. I didn't see the results. I, I'll listen for you. So one through ten, we're going to Italy. Take a chance. Four three seven nine six eighty. You got nothing to lose. This is going to be damned entertaining. Uh, oh, I'm digging that. Uh, oh, that's going to be a lot of fun. So one through ten, we're going to. I'm not even going to tell you which Italian track, because somehow you might be able to figure it out. If you do, you know what? Then you've outsmarted us for for, for haircut and some cheese. There you go. <laughs> it's like you know, well, you, you know, you earned that. You earned it. You, you earned that privilege. Yeah, we so, can't get mad at you. Oh, that's big fantastic. league haircuts, v steaks. 
Free haircut on the line tonight. Also, 5-0 Tuesdays, Tuesdays and Wednesdays. $5 off a haircut ticket of two or more. Stop by. Bring the whole family. Two area locations. That announcer sounded a little bit like Chico of the Marx Brothers. And Chico, of course, a Jewish guy, one of the Marx Brothers, who did an affected Italian accent. And, uh, yeah, it did sound like that. By the way, breaking news. Did you know this? Did you report this already? Did you report this on SportsCenter? Oh, that's right. We don't have SportsCenters anymore. I bet you Mabin, if he wanted SportsCenters, he'd get them. You'd probably get features and sound effects and everything, but not on this show. One through ten, really? come on, get some entries in. What are we doing? Four come three on. seven nine six eighty UPS jobs tax. Here they line. come. Now they're coming. All right, beautiful. What uh, the hell is the damn beautiful? That's what I mean. Hey. There we go. Jesus Christmas. Terry Rose here getting traded. To oh the, yeah, no, to, we knew about to that. the Miami Heat. Yeah, we knew about that. It's it's in three with V. Well, I would know that. We didn't do three with V. I did not email it to you. What a jackass. I am so sorry. No, it's, you know, you, I should check with Marcus. Marcus probably got it. Okay, there it is. I didn't even do Marcus. Do you know his son today. plays for the Lions? That's I was watching the game the other day. That was unbelievable. They called his number out. He did a good job on special teams. He got in there for a sack. He did good. He was good at football. I do have a soundbite from uh, First Take from today. Shannon Sharp, Stephen A. talking a little bit about Terry Rozier going to the Heat. Fan of this brother for years. He can ball. He's 29 years of age. He averages 23. He's having a great season. season. He really is. Terry Rozier can play. And he has the personality that fits right in with the toughness of the Jimmy Butlers, the Bam out of Bios of the world. I love this move for the Miami Heat. It's what you needed. And to have him on the court with Butler, Tyler Hero, and those boys. Oh, look out. Miami obviously could be a threat, but I'm really happy for Rogier. I've been a fan of his for years. He deserved better than the situation that he was in, and I think he's going to make the most of it. They got they got a guy that's tenacious, a guy that can make shots. You said he's averaging 23-6. and six. He's going to blend. He's that bulldog. He has that bulldog mentality. He's a perfect fit. You know, you talk about heat culture. They couldn't have drew up a yep. better guy to get to yep. bring in. And That's I agree with I you. I feel bad for Kyle Lowry, yep. but this is what happened in the NBA. Jimmy Butler is going to fall in love where Terry Rozier is his teammate. Mark my words. Scary I mean, they, 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 I mean, they got almost identical personalities. Uh, I thought the first thing when I saw he was traded to the Heat, I said, man, they that's why they succeed there. They find guys who embrace how they play. And Terry, you know, is one of the great rebounders for his size. He was a tremendous rebounder when he was here. He plays with that kind of um, mindset that is going to fit well in Miami. He's going from a hapless team to one that never, ever is uh, anything but competitive. I don't think they're a threat to win the championship, but they're pretty good. I mean, they're they're certainly always in there punching, so I'm happy for him. I, I mean, he's having a monster year. He really is. He's having a terrific season. There's no question about that. Uh, all right, again, the, the field is um, in place. Um, I'm not cheating either. I'm not looking to see who wins this race because I, I don't want to know. I, I don't want to know. Uh, maybe I should. I'm afraid we. Yeah, we'll get we'll get entries for all the numbers, won't we? I think we will. Yeah, we will. Four three seven nine six eight UPS jobs text line. And if we don't, then no one gets approval one. We just need the approval one. I'm just uh, just wondering if maybe I should give the betting odds. No. No. I don't no, think so. Just strictly. Just go strictly blind. One through ten. One through ten. Because then somebody could look it up. All right, well, here's the field. Here's number one, Fujiko Zach. 
Oh, no, I can't do that. Then you'll look up the results. Jesus. No, Jesus is not in this race. He's in the feature. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not, I'm not trying to offend and everything, but I just have this image of him just coming out. <laughs> just, he's not, reading not even wearing silks. He's just wearing his classic outfit. His robe. He's like, yeah, you know, just, but, he, but he still he's, puts a helmet he's, he's on. He's talking to <laughs> He's talking to the other drivers, and they're just not, they just, you know, talking to him like they do all the other, hey, Jesus, how are you? Good. What do you think? You're like, yeah, this, this, I, I wrote this. I Who's dro- not today? I, dro- I got Jesus on the floor. I drove this filly last week. She wants to go. <laughs> you know, that's terrible. Just the guys, guys like, Jesus. And the, and somebody says, hey, hey, don't do that. He said, no, no, that's the driver. I'm just, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm sorry. All the all the great religious figures. <laughs> a photo since Tyler Gaffelion, Robbie Alvarado, <laughs> Jesus, so taller than everybody. <laughs> you know, smiling. Oh, there you go. Well, somebody could. Uh, I mean, hey, I gave a little hint. If you listen carefully, you might be able to go find it. If all of a sudden a whole bunch of people come in with the winning number, I'm going to know they dug it up. But that's okay. So let's. You know, that's it's like a, it's like an Easter egg for a radio show. It was like an Easter egg for the radio show. Oh, maybe somebody, you know, knows. Now, here's the rest of the field. Number one, number two, number three, number four, number five, number six, number seven, number eight. No, no, no scratch. Number nine and number ten. There's your field. <laughs> this dude did the Sesame Street. It's an <laughs> Italian Sesame ah, Street. Ah, ah. Today is the field for the race. This is race number. Can't even tell you that. Ah, 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 ah. Yeah, the count is here. Boy, those two guys in the balcony would be having a ball with us. Oh, Statler and Waldorf. Is that their names? Yeah. Very funny. All right, we'll take a break. We'll do uh, well. We can do the race whenever we want. Yeah, do the race right now. We'll take a break. All right, and then well, we'll get hurry up! Going. Get your entries in. Hurry, hurry! Well, you're getting that queued up. You want to hear the Korean broadcast of Tyler Bass's missed field goal? Oh my lord! Okay. 모든 문제를 다 났어요. 그렇기 때문에 조셸런 선수가 오른쪽으로 나오면서 시간을 벌어봤지만 오픈된 이십오를 찾을 수 없었습니다. 사야드걸입니다. 타일러 베스. Wow. Oh, Lord. Tanner passed that along. He's like, you, you guys got to play this. I was like, that's pretty good. I, uh, when, when he did that, my first thought was to send out a tweet, an artist formerly known as Tweet. Um, Wide right? No. I, I just have two words, Scott Norwood. And it's yeah. terrible. That's not fair. He didn't do anything. It's 30 years ago. Let the man live his life. And I reined myself in. I was proud that I It's like, well, however many. First of all, I know I'm not the only guy to do it. And secondly, uh, you know, it's not worth it for a chuckle. So that's it. All right. What Poor Tyler got Bass. Poor Scott Norwood. Poor right. Buffalo. Uh, what is this? I did win my bet, though. So appreciate you, Chiefs. Uh, all right. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Here comes... The race. I also want to point out that Joel Embiid had 70 last night. Carl Anthony Towns had 62. Yeah, and Carl Anthony Towns lost. Yeah, they lost 128, 125. And his coach ripped them because they said they played immature because he was having such a big night. They kept, they they got away from actually trying to win the game and just throwing him the ball. And he was like, we're professionals. You can't do that at this level. And I, if you're wondering, as I was, what the hell they were talking about, Will Chamberlain said it it was a record for Philadelphia. For the franchise. Yeah. Will Chamberlain, everybody knows, scored 100 points in a game. Did he do that with the Sixers? He did that with the Philadelphia team. Oh. Philadelphia Warriors. Ah. Before they moved. So that franchise, that's the scoring record, which is why Steph Curry can't quite get him because 
right. 100, nobody's going to beat that. Yeah, that's pretty but, tough. So for the Sixers, who used to be the Syracuse Nationals, the 70 points for uh, Joel Embiid uh, is uh, the record. And they did wins. win 133 over 133-123 uh, yeah. over yeah. Biscuit Spurs. Yeah, I just, I, I just you know, when, when you look at uh, something like that, I always think, God, I wish I'd had the over on him for this game. Boy, could you have relaxed? You'd have won your bet like in with oh god, yeah, twenty minutes to go in the in the first half. All right, here we go. Here's the race. Very damned excited about this. Uh, um, it's too late now, so I'm going to have to give you the names of the horses. Or you won't even know who the hell you're listening to. So here they go. Uh, if it is now two thirty two twenty eight, if your entry is not in here. Then it's too late after this. So good luck to you. Here are the here are the numbers. Number one is Fujiko Zack, twenty six to one. Number two is Frida Kahlo Font, five to one. Three is Fido Rec, four to one. Four is Full Moon Lux, five to one. Number five is Feeling Risho, two to one. Number six is Fiona Grad, ninety nine to one. Seven is Francisco Benal, ninety nine to one. Eight is Fatima Doctor, ninety nine to one. Number nine is Feel Happy, twenty six to one. And the favorite is Freedom Buy. Seven to five. All right, that's it. So here we go. Here comes the call of the race, and I wish you the best of luck in today's V-Stakes. This is going to be awesome. It's going to be a free long. haircut from Big League Haircuts. I think they have pounds. Here they come. Here they come. And they're off. On the outside is Feeling Richaud with an amazing start. Feeling Richaud take the lead. Frida Calofont race second. Outside is number four, Full more Looks. By the rail, Fujiko Zaki is third, uh, second on the outside. The big favorite, Phil Rec, approaching the turn. Feeling Richaud is in control. Um, followed by Frida Calofond inside. Uh, first over, uh, Fulmon Lux. Uh, in the third line, he's trying to come. Uh, the number three and the big favorite, Fido Rec. We watch what uh, Leonardo Bastano decided to do. <laughs> do what the hell he's saying. Now, <laughs> he's trying to push uh, up the center of the track. Well, somebody's After making a rush. Laps, uh, the leader is in control. Outside is Fido Rec. Fido Rec is trying to push to the leader uh, full moon Look, feeling Richaud, feeling Richaud on the outside. Now Fidorek, uh, he take a space, uh, second inside, uh, proper for uh, Frida Kahlo Font. Into the base race. Wow, this the horse has opened up a big lead. Feeling Richaud is uh, in... Uh, Front really, really fast. The first kilometer, second and inside is Fidorek, third inside, racing Frida Carlo Font. Now approaching the last turn, feeling sure in front, but uh, oh, somebody's pretty, running him down. Pretty tired. Fidorek uh, now he's uh, oh, up his well. The lead is but, going uh, backwards. Oh, 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 where'd it go? Oh, no! Feeling Richard is again in control now into the final stretch because the enemy is a little bit tired of the race. And, uh, no, feeling now he's getting track. Uh, he's alone. He's really clear uh, and a uh, really winner. 5 3. Five wins it. He got threatened at the top of the stretch, but then, unlike in harness racing, you don't see that very much. He came back and answered and just opened it back up and won easily. So there's your winner. 
Uh, it's number... Do we have any fives? Uh, I don't know. Let's go take a look. Let me go. It's not letting me refresh here. Show results. Why won't the results come through here? All right. Well, let's see. I, I can refresh this here. We had a bunch of entries. One of them has to be a five, no? No, oh, there we go. We got one. All right. So there you go. The five is the winner in uh, Italy. We were in we were in Florence, if you're wondering. Somebody texted us, where is this race? It was in uh, Florence, if you're scoring at home. I, I, I know something going on with the internet all of a sudden because my everything locked up over here. Yeah, so, I don't know. Something, something's going on. Wait, 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 James, what's up? No, no, no. What's up? Oh, it's cool. No, we're on the air. Just come on in. Absolutely. Just, just know, shout it out. Just, you just, know just it. open the door and shout it out. Yeah, no, what are you worried about? Uh, we need show. to take a break because Seth's already mad at me. All right. Well, call him and we'll or take should, a break. Or should we just get him right now? Maybe we should just get him right now. Just get him right now. All right. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. All right. Well, that's... Oh, oh there it is. Florence. Here it is. I want to see what the damn race paid. It paid... Here it is. Fishing. Feeling reshow. Paid six eighty to win, six dollars to place. There is no show betting. The horses that finish second and third both get place money. There is no technically show. So the three fetal wreck finish second, the nine feeling happy finish third. So uh number number five was your winner, uh uh and paid six dollars. So uh yeah, the the that seven to five favorite, the ten finished out of the money. So I'm sorry for you there. All right, so congratulations on the five. Texture said that was great, thank you. What country is this horse race in? We answered it. This sounds like uh, a French moon landing or something. <laughs> How do you get French out of that? You haven't seen him grow up around paisans. That sounded like a bunch of my relatives my uh, two generations back in, in Queens. Uh, but thank you all for playing. Um, not sure what the hell that means. Uh, I don't even know what that means. Uh, what country is this horse race? Already answered that. We'll go live. We'll do it live. Yeah, that's what it sounded like. And now we'll get... Uh, Seth Greenberg to uh, to join us here. So, um, see what he's got to say. See, he's giving Nick grief for yesterday. I think. I think that's what's going on. Oh, and my prescription's ready. By the way, it's <laughs> <laughs> scoring at home. <laughs> All right. So, so Seth Greenberg joins us right now. I understand was a little bit cranky at my son. You were a little pissed at my son. Would you like to share? What was that all? No, about? no, no, no. Not at all. Not at all. I just uh, I told him that I, I I didn't realize I was Debbie Antonelli's backup singer. <laughs> it wasn't Debbie Antonelli. It was Dane O'Neill. <laughs> oh, Dane O'Neill's backup yeah. singer. Well, was. well, how many books have you written? Dane has written two. That's good. You want to write books? Go to her. You want to talk basketball? Come to me. <laughs> it's not, not that difficult. Oh How many my! Wins does she have? I got a lot more wins than two. That's a good point. You know, she has written a I book. I got a lot though. more losses than two. Do no. she? She's got a book that I just ordered. I, I, I think you'd like it too. It's a, the, the, she wrote the book about the history of the Big East, which is very cool because you and I uh, kind of lived it. Yeah, I was going to say you, you're probably in it. I'm sure. As a matter of fact, I know you've got to be in it. So I'll, I'll call you when I get to your chapter. So. Oh, my chat. Yeah. yeah. Uh, footnote. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, you know, speaking of the Big East, it's a good place to start because we were talking um, um, this 
a couple of days ago. I don't remember who with irrelevant, but the point was, you know, they use that term power conferences because football, it means something in power conferences. It's, it's actually part of the playoff and all that. But basketball, mm-hmm. we talked about the power five and then became the power six because the Big East got so good. And now the Pac-12 is going away. And then there was the discussion. You might have even brought this up once before. Does, you know, I realize it may just be kind of like the Big Five, not a formal thing, but for, for, for just a way to refer to them. Where do we go from here? Does the does the Mountain West get a place now? And they do we have a new Power Six? Is it just five? Does it want to be in four? Where are we going for basketball when we refer to power conferences? When this is all done, shaking out. I mean, the Big East is a power conference. You can call it whatever you want. I mean, the Big East is one of the three best conferences in college basketball, uh, with great traditions, great ownership, great facilities. Uh, so, I mean, whatever you want to call it, I do think the conundrum is like I, I was thinking about this the other day. I love to use the word conundrum, by the way. It makes me feel very smart. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, I was thinking about this the other day. Like, is the Pac-12 still in existence? Is you know, is it Oregon State and Washington State? So, like, do they, you know, do they get a seat at the college football playoffs? I, I, you know, I was wondering that because they still they won their court case to keep the rights to the name, so they have exactly. the rights to the name. But it's I mean, twelve minus minus ten. Yeah, it's a pack two. Somebody said they should keep it. They should play each other. This is what Dana said is actually pretty funny. They should play each other fifteen home and homes. So they have thirty games. One of them gets the automatic bid. Then the other complain and say, "How do we not get in? We played thirty games against the NCAA team. Look at our schedule. Nobody's got a schedule like that. And they yeah, should get exactly. in. So then they both. Yeah, I in. think it's crazy." But, you know, the Big East in general, um, you know, you can call it what you want. I think that uh, are they part of the Power Six? Uh, I mean, you, you know, I, I don't even I don't even know. I don't even worry about the things. I just look at how good teams are. And if you want to play them in the tournament, they've got a lot of teams you wouldn't want to play in the tournament. Are you a team that's hard to play against? Uh, I still think the Big East should, should merge with the ACC and go two two divisions. Ooh, that would be good. Have, have a couple crossover games. And imagine Connecticut playing Carolina and Duke every year. Wow. It's a great idea. Uh, I, I mean, and you know, they, the ACC. I mean, the, the the Big East could make more money doing that. The ACC would probably, if you think about the cities and the televisions. I know it's not football. You try to do almost a separate contract just for your basketball, uh, and you you have actually you create the ultimate basketball conference, and and you get back a little bit of the basketball identity because. I'm not sure that Stanford, Cal, and SMU really, really get anyone in. Like, people were upset when Virginia Tech came into the ACC. Come on, man. I mean, that's like when Connecticut went to the American Conference. Nothing against the American Conference. Please don't at me. But when they went to the American Conference, those those that fan base at Connecticut had nothing in common with three quarters of the people in the conference. True. That's true. But but if you did this, then you could bring back Connecticut, Syracuse, you could bring back Connecticut and Georgetown. You could bring back some of the great rivalries that you know we've known we've known that we yeah, yeah I say like we're all like that we grew up with, but also that resonate that resonate and get ratings. How many? But I mean, the ACC is gigantic now. Uh, I mean, so what are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, you, you, you would play. You know, you'd have some. You know, you'd have. I think you you schedule in quads. You know, you'd have certain. You'd only have a couple of crossover games. Maybe you have three crossover games with the Big East. And you you know you'd only play a certain number of teams in the ACC twice. Play all the other ones once. Get a twenty game schedule and uh, have a day. 
Right, it's pretty good. I mean, the ACC with these teams coming in, and assuming Florida State at least for now doesn't leave, although I think they're going to. But let's just assume everybody stays in. They would have what they'd have eighteen teams, and then there's eleven in the uh, in the Big East, so that gives you twenty nine. You could put them in four divisions of six, basically. You have three divisions of six and one of five, right? Would that or yeah, uh, yeah yo, like, like, like or four you know, divisions? You know how to play all those tricky games with the dice. I can't. I, I, yeah, yeah. You have four six-team divisions and one of five. Yeah, that works. I'm digging that. That works. Yeah, I mean, just I just think we've got. To, I think I think you got to get creative. Or the other idea is for the Big East to, you know, and I, nothing against the A10, but I mean, you know, Dayton needs belongs in the, in the Big East. Yeah, I mean, they they have the infrastructure. To they do. The Big East. Probably St. John, uh, uh, St. Louis could, but they haven't been able to figure out a way to capitalize it. You know, you know, does VCU belong in the Big East? I mean, you know, the Tarvis have sold out every night. Great, you know, great facilities, uh, passionate fan base, uh, football, you know, basketball only playing athletic department in terms of. What about Richmond? What about Richmond? Could they? Could you put them in? Yeah, I, I think you can only take one of those two. Yeah, I mean, so it's. Uh, I just think everyone's got to. Well, like, either that, we're gonna, we're going to end up with four conferences. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that's going to be the answer. And and yeah. I think if you are, then you're going to have to do whether you do my thing of five divisions of six or four divisions of eight. That's probably what it comes down to. If you come up, if you come out with four conferences of sixteen teams, that's sixty four, right? And that's what you're talking about. Think it's going to be more than that. I think it might be more than I, I, I like the Chip Kelly. The football, you do your own thing. Oh, I agree uh, with and that. We, regional, we, 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 we regionalize everything else. I yeah. mean, it's just, it just just makes more sense. It's common sense, though. So what do that, I know? No, that's common sense. Why would they do that? That doesn't seem No, yeah, that won't sense. happen. Definitely won't happen. No. Uh, okay. All right. Let's talk some ball. Yeah, let's talk about... Uh, for what I call the uh, the elite, who are the and again you got to define how you say elite. I talk about teams that if they played ten thousand tournaments, these teams would get to the final four, um, decidedly more than the others. How many do you put on that list, and who are they? Oh man, how many do you put on the list? That that's that's the problem. Oh, uh, well, let me go look because I, I actually play around with these type of things. Yeah, that's your job. Is, that's why we have you on and not Dana. And, you know, <laughs> you're a pretty funny guy. Uh, all right, so like Houston's number one in Camp Palm. I don't, th- I, I don't, I think they get stuck offensively. I like Purdue. I like Arizona. I like Tennessee. My really? outside the box okay. is Auburn. Really? Wow. I like North Carolina. I, I like, like Connecticut. Yeah. And I like Kentucky. Yeah. Okay. Not sold on Kansas. Not their year. Uh. You know, Kansas is the smallest margin of, of, of any Kansas team I remember in, in recent memory. Now, if Johnny Furphy is a, you know, let's see if he can do it over a long period of time. The guys that make shots can't guard, and the guys that can guard can't make shots. Puts a lot of pressure on Hunter Dickinson and McCullough. If one of those two guys get in foul trouble, you're talking about going to the Final Four, uh, you're going to have a hard time scoring. Until Dwan Harris actually puts pressure on the rim or as a scorer, mm. you're basically playing. You know, if Furfrey's out of the game, you're playing five on three and a half. Mm-hmm. Now, Bill Self, you know, he's such an incredible coach that, you know, he might be able to do it. But, uh, you know, right now, I look at them and I, I, I see a team with just a very, very, very small margin of error. I like, not that you asked, but I, a Connecticut, and these are who I've seen in person, so I like them. Connecticut, Purdue, Carolina, uh, Kentucky, 
And um, who was my fifth team? See, I haven't seen I, – I, same thing with Houston. I just – I don't know if they – the game is so offensive-oriented right now. I'm not sure about them. Yep. And, and I haven't seen Tennessee. You, you, you like Rick Barnes' bunch? Think they can Dalton Connect is changing. It gives him a guy. Now, uh, Rick did something really interesting. The last three or four games, at the end of the game, he puts the ball in Connect's hands with a spread ball screen. Hmm. You know, Vescovy, you got to guard him. And J- Josiah James, you got to guard him. And if you – Shrink too hard on Ziegler, you throw it to him, and he just attacks the basket. And a uh, dude's playing better, you know, they're going to defend. But this guy connects, but unbelievable. Heading mm-hmm. off night at 25. Yeah, I know. And he's, and, and I'm, again, they, they kind of typify the modern game, right? I mean, by and large, they're playing four guards, aren't they? Right? You know what they're doing? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I connect mean, a guard. I mean, it's he's just. A guard. I mean, he's, he's down. I mean, he's, he's uh, you know, I call them floor gamers. You got to have floor gamers on the court. To make plays, uh, just the way it is, you know, kind of what Kentucky's doing. I'm interesting thing with Kentucky's going to be now that Big Z has arrived. How disruptive is that? How I mean, we all, you know, all of us will take talent and players over not having them. But I mean, it's kind of late right now. Is it is it disruptive? He's and they're practicing they're... with him. He's been practicing with him, which is a positive. So those guys know he's good. Now, how good? Yeah, I mean, look, he's not the guy that made four in a row and threw it behind the back pass and got a dunk in the block. He's not going to, you know, because you, know, you got, you know, he had those four threes. He didn't. I don't think he made a, a three in the second half. Mm-hmm. Now people are going to adjust. But if you chase that big dude around away from the basket, you know, that opens up the floor for driving lanes for. You know, Shepard and Wagner and and Reeves, who's putting the ball on the floor really well right now, or you know, gives more room for Mitchell to play. But you know, you got him and you got Bradshaw and you got Anesu and and you know, that's twenty twenty one feet of post guy. Can't play them together. Yeah, you're struggling guarding the ball as it is. You're struggling guarding ball screens as it is. I wouldn't be surprised if Cal goes a little bit of not now, but eventually having his back pocket a big two three zone. Yep. Yeah, um, when you're when that you're, could be a big two three. I'm digging when you got size and long and length and going. I agree with you a thousand percent. So we're in agreement on UConn, Purdue, Carolina, and Kentucky. The fifth, I don't know. I like you like Tennessee. Haven't seen them enough. We're both a little dubious on Houston, maybe Kansas, and you like Auburn as your dark horse. I get to do Arizona in about two weeks. What'd you say about them? You like? I like them? I, yeah, I like I like Arizona. Now they get here's the thing. Arizona, they, they, look, I know they can shoot threes, but. Uh, they they got to play through the post and then shoot the three. And Caleb Love, he can't lead him in shot attempts every game. Yeah. For that, this is it kind of unsettles your team chemistry. Yep. And, and like everyone's getting caught, oh, Caleb Love's he is playing well, not overly efficient all the time, but mm-hmm. he's playing well. But you, you also have to, you know, Pell Larson is their best player. How's that one for you? Keyshawn Johnson's their second best player. Mm. And Caleb Love and you know, mm. you know Boswell and those guys are, are very good, and Balo's good. Uh, but uh, I like Arizona. You're gonna you're gonna enjoy Arizona. The the pace they play with, the energy they play with. At times they stop defending, and at times their shot selection has not been good. Oh, when play, in their losses, they play in the Pac-12. What do you expect? 90, they? Yeah, they're giving up like 90 a game in their losses. <laughs> yeah, I see that. They lost to. Uh, yeah. Let's see. Wait a minute. No, they are they really. They lost. Yeah, they, they lost. beat UCLA 77 71. I'm going back to find. Yeah, that, was close, State, that was a close. That was close. 73. All right. Washington State seventy three, Stanford dropped a cool hundred on them. Yeah, Florida they did. Ninety six on them. Yeah, Purdue dropped ninety two on them. True, ninety two, ninety six, a hundred. Of course, Stanford's in the ACC now, though. So they're you know they're taking a step up. Stanford's so. talent. Stanford's actually talented. They just uh, they don't play hard 
for long periods of time, but they're talented. Hey, taking talking about uh, you know possibly down the stretch, we both kind of said I know that Duke bunch. They're young. They're coming along. Filipowski's playing really well. That's who Louisville has tonight. Uh, what do you see in them, and what kind of development do you see? And are they uh, could they be in your Auburn group of dark horses to make a deep march run? Yeah, they got to get healthy. I mean, Tyrese Practor went down first, and then Roche and Mitchell play were playing great, which was great. I mean, Mitchell started to play into his strengths, started to get to the glass, running the floor, defending, rebounding, uh, slashing to the rim. You know, he goes down, and then Jeremy Roche went down. He was playing terrific. He had like he was like eighteen assists to one turnover for one yep. period of time. I mean, he was playing at a ridiculously high level. Uh, unfortunately, those guys went down. Now, you know. My thing is it's an opportunity for John to develop some coaching agility because he's got to re, kind of reboot his team. Yeah. And secondly, give some of those guys that haven't played maybe a chance to either play their way into the rotation, which they're trying to develop, or say, you know what, all right, this is what we, this is what it's going to be. So they got the Michigan State win. They got the Baylor win. They got the bad loss, obviously, Georgia Tech. Pitt at home is not a, not a good loss. Um, but I've got to see more of them. Hmm. You know, I've got to see more. I really like McCain. Uh, I thought Jared McCain was really doing some good things. Uh, but then, you know, Jeremy Roach went down. And, you know, Proctor hasn't got it to that next level. But, you know, I think they've won like eight of the last nine or whatever. I mean, they've been – they've been they've survived. Like, they survived Georgia Tech with that game. But the pit, pit loss is one of those, you know, one of those head scratchers yeah. where you – know, look, Henson made seven straight threes. I mean – it's hard. Jared McCain is really playing well. So if they can get Jeremy Roach back, which I'm not sure when he's coming back, and when they get Mitchell back, you know, then all of a sudden you can look at them a little bit differently. But I've got to see those guys more because without those two guys, they're not. I mean, it, they're, they're, they don't have the depth, the physicality, the front court, uh, and then you miss your senior leader. Yeah. Well, we'll see what that goes on tonight. Obviously, they only they're playing so few players. They played eight last game, and two of which yeah. played four minutes and eleven minutes. So, I mean, he's taken out Filipowski and and McCain and Foster and uh, Proctor. Maybe when their eligibility runs out, I think, because they're going to be out there as long until they collapse. So uh, we'll see. Louisville, of course, not very deep either. They they've only played seven scholarship players. I, I don't want to start circling the buzzards, but I, I'm doing my job. I'm hosting a radio show in the city where. Everybody's kind of expecting. Uh, wow, the Bucks fired their head coach. Really? Where'd that come from? What's that all about? Well, you know what they were, they were not playing well. I don't know if you should get rid of a guy this early. So obviously that something happened in the locker room where he lost trust of his team. It was interesting. Terry Stotts left early in the season. You know, who's a veteran head coach to support a, a first year head coach? Uh, that was not a good sign. Yeah. For sure. Uh, Giannis has had a couple of comments after games. That's what I think is the main contributing thing. I mean, they're 30 and 13. It's not like they're struggling. I mean, but you know what? Giannis wants to win an NBA championship. So if he feels like that, either maybe he sees something in the preparation. Again, I don't know anything, but in the preparation or the approach or the ability to communicate with, you know, Yubi Brown, you got to be able to coach your best player. Yeah, that's absolutely. I heard him say that at a clinic, absolutely, especially in the NBA, no question. But that was a bit of a shocker. Anyway, so speaking of coaching, I mean, what, assuming that it doesn't go beyond this year for for Kenny, who we all love, and but you know he's going to hopefully walk away with a lot of money and his integrity because he's a very uh, he is a guy of high very high integrity. He is he's a high quality guy. What do you think happens here though? I mean, they 
Can they get a guy? I mean, I'll throw names out there, not because I'm suggesting these are specific guys, but can you pry guys like uh, Scott Drew or, or Kevin Willard or Mick Cronin? Do they come to places? Would they leave their places to to come here? Is I mean, it's still attractive. It's a great facility. It's a great history. All those things are still true. But, I mean, you can't money whip guys like you used to be able to do a generation ago. They're all making fairly yeah, good livings I there. Mean, I mean, like I, I would think Mick would walk just for the fact that, I mean— do you? What, what's going on? What's going on in right now at, in, at UCLA? I mean, he's had some classic post game interviews. He's you know he's got a young team. Like they, Mick made a mistake. You know, you know UCLA. You're at UCLA. You still you got to figure out who can play for you. And they recruited some very good, talented young international players. Mick's never coached a young team. Mm, that's sure true. Never coached a team with six or whatever they got five or six international players. I mean, that's that's culture shock for him. Uh, you know, Kevin's team can't score, and I'm a big Kevin Willard fan. I am too. But I mean, his team can't score right now. I mean, uh, do I think you can move guys? Yeah, you could always move guys for, you know, if 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 they want to be moved. I mean, you know, I mean, you know, Mick, do you, do you want to come closer to home, Kevin? You know, do you want to go where you know? You know Coach Patino was. You know, Dusty May. Would he be interested? Uh, you know, is that big enough? Is that a big enough splash? Mm. Uh, you know, I mean, I think the hardest thing you have to do is you, you've got to hire someone at Louisville that can galvanize the community again and get people to give money for the NIL so they can go get some players. Let's be honest. I mean, that's really what it is. And then, you know, who player development can take that core group if they stay. I mean, you know, and that's the big thing with me is, you know, and I've said it all along. I mean, uh, they, the freshmen and sophomores got to you know show progress. Like I was, I did the Miami game. They showed progress. You were at the game. They showed progress. Now you know they've kind of taken steps backwards. So, the, Louisville is a big time job. The league now in the ACC is good. It's not great. It's not like you bang your head against the wall like in the Big Twelve right now. So there's a chance to get healthy quickly. I feel. Um, so I think that's that. I think it, it becomes you got a great facility, you got great tradition, you got great uh, off you know uh, training facilities. You got tremendous support. You've got to get people excited about the product again. And I think you know that's the thing because you can't put five thousand people in Yum Center. No, they lose their I mean, hemorrhaging money right now. There's no question about that. Yeah, and I'll tell you the other thing is that, that like tonight, they'll probably have a pretty good crowd, but the problem is you know, it's going to be a little disheartening because you know how to do people travel. Yes, they do. Uh, you know, it's going to be difficult. But uh, I think you got to play out the season. You know, obviously, Stubblefield got fired yesterday at, at – um, to Paul, at the Paul, you know, because I think they wanted to get ahead of the hiring, you know, cycle. Uh, but you know, you know, it's. I don't think you know what I listen. I get it if it appeases your fans, but I don't think you get ahead of anything. I mean, what do you? You can't hire anybody you really want now. What do you think? Like Kevin Willard's going to leave his team, or Matt, uh, Mick's going to leave his team? And no, I'm not, nothing's going to happen until after the no, year. No, but you could get things in place. But no, look, I don't believe you should let coaches go in the middle of the season. We talk, we talk, we say you know, athletics teaches us about life, and in life you've got to fight through adversity. And you know, you've got to deal with the difficult times. To, you know, the better you know. You know, adversity visits the strong and lives with the weak. You know, all those great things that we you know, we talk to our teams about, about getting to the next play. And uh, I just don't think it's, it, it sends a good message. But here's the deal. Uh, it's not college athletics anymore. 
And that's just the way it is. But no team's improved by letting someone go in the middle of the season. And I'm a big Matt Brady fan. He's not turning around to Paul for the next 15 games or 12 games or 14, whatever the games games shoot. It's amazing. Like we're, we're, We're past the midway point of the season. Yeah, it is. Uh, you know what? This is the only other thing that ever comes up. I mean, unless they would consider Matt Brady for the job, that's always the danger, too. I mean, suppose that they are okay now where it becomes a discussion point. I mean, what do they have, 15 games left? Suppose he goes, I don't know, 9-6 and six or 8-7. and seven. I mean, would there be somebody saying, hey, we need to keep this guy? Do you, do you create more dissension? Because let's be honest, there's not going to be a whole lot of people who are arguing that Tony should have kept the job at the end of this year. Here's the deal. Like, you look at the roster. You know, like, you know, the old days, well, you know, if Coach stays, we're going to stay. No, that, that, does, that, that, that doesn't even. No, not, that's even. not even. the conversation. No, not that, anymore. That, 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 that's, that's a moot point. Yeah. You know, and especially when you see guys like Beard flip a program and, you know, in one year, you see guys flipping programs quickly. That makes things, you know, like big picture, long, you know, long game. Our long game. How how can we be the best we can be? Yeah, you know, right. and you can't compare yourself to what's going on in Kentucky because right now that's a, that's a different stratosphere. No, it is. Because you know, think about this. Last April, oh, Cal's lost it. Yeah. You know, he doesn't know this. He doesn't know that. You can't get players. They're not even able to have a team. They have no big guys. This and that. They got twenty-four feet of big guy now. Get, you know, the ball's slinging all over the place. They got five guys averaging double figures. You're shooting forty percent from their all Cal. You know, it's old-fashioned basketball. No, you coach the team you have. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, you know, he's got really good guards, uh, and he's you know basically figured out a way to. To use those guys. Now, I have to admit, playing the two bigs, whether it's Mitchell and Bradshaw, they, they've they've still you know they're still dropping a hundred. Yeah, he took at, uh, he, he took they smart pills. Took smart pills over the summer, offensively yeah, smart pills. Hall of Famer guy just took smart pills. Yeah, but he tell you one thing, he better take some smart pills defensively. I was just going to say though, but he, he got off his he got off his defensive prescription though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like like I mean, it's you know, I mean, goodness gracious, I mean, you, you know, come on, you got to guard the ball and you got to guard the ball screen, and it's harder with the rules the way they are, but you got to guard someone. God, that's uh, Bob Dylan. Got to serve someone. Sorry, I just uh, we do a lot of music references. All right, you can't yeah. play our usual walk-off music. So it's Bossa Nova Day today, Seth. So I can understand that. Yeah, yeah I was, I'm big into Bossa Nova. Yeah, so we're ending the show with uh, "So Nice," also known as the Summer Samba, which is spectacular. You have it. I, I, can, I can see. I can see. It's probably. On, it's probably on my iPod. Oh, it's fantastic. Well, Nick will play it for you as we go off. You can listen yeah. to it as you think about. It. All right, brother. I appreciate it. I'll see you All soon. Right, I hope. Thanks, out. buddy. All Take right, care. Bye. Is this Sangaduna? If it's not Sangaduna, I'm about dumping it. It's not her. Yep, you got girlfriend even in. We got the wrong song. Again. You know what? Why don't you go get ready for Marcus to show tomorrow? That'd be good. Marcus will be ready. Unbelievable. I just had it and I took it down because you said you have it and you don't. Here it is, right here. That's her. This is gorgeous. This is spectacularly good. Hit it, Sanger. Someone to hold me tight, that would be very nice. Someone to love. 
love me right, that would be very nice. Someone to understand each little dream in me. Someone to take my hand to be a team with me. So nice, life would be so nice if one day I'd find someone who would take my hand and somebody through life with me. Someone to cling to me, stay with me, right or wrong. Someone to sing to me, some little samba song. <sighs> Dare you fade her out? Taking care of your family isn't always easy, so we make sure getting care when you need it is. With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience too. With video visits available 24/7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com/careanywhere. It's time to replace your heating and air system. We know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the expert you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling.